Welcome to the Sacred Roots Podcast. My name is Elie de Bosson, and I am an author, speaker, energy healer, and spiritual mother to every woman wanting to become the sovereign of her own magical life. If you're wanting to heal and awaken your divine feminine and live a soul-led life of alignment, abundance, purpose, and joy, then stay here, because you're at the right place, my darling. This podcast is your daily ritual for spiritual growth, where you have access to my expertise, stories, tools, and gifts, and the ones of my guests. Together, we're going to learn, grow, maybe cry, but mostly heal and have fun. Thank you so much for being here. Sit back, relax, and let's start. Hello, my darling. I am actually very excited, once again, <laughs> for this episode. I did not plan to record this podcast, this episode, but then I had to. Because while I was writing my book a few days ago, I had a huge download. And it's very important, I believe, to share this with you. And I don't want to wait for you to read or buy my book. I don't even know when it's going to be published yet. So, so I'm talking about it already because I believe it's really important. And what I want to address is the link between your purpose, your abundance, and sex. What do purpose, money, and sex have in common for us women? They have something very, very, very important in common, which is your womb, your sacred space, your power. And I want to dive into that today. Because I believe that living with this knowledge is the beginning of a new paradigm and a new way of living where we really can all be sovereign beings in our power, in abundance, in joy. And I have not written notes for this podcast, so I'm just going to freestyle it. <laughs> and uh, I hope you'll be able to hear that I'm just speaking from my heart and just trying to transmit something here. So as always, when you're listening to a podcast or when you're reading a book or when someone is saying something, use your own discernment. Use your own intuition, your own wisdom, and take only what resonates. I don't hold the truth. I just share my truth. And if it resonates with you, great. If it doesn't, that's all right, because it also helps you to know what resonates with you and not, and what your truth is or not. So, no, okay, let me start at the beginning. I was writing <laughs> about woman and when we became a threat when we started to become dangerous or seen as dangerous by society by the patriarchal society in place and as i have a deep connection with uh, maria magdalena and mother mary i was thinking about church and the council of nicaea that was in 325 so 300 years after jesus died The Council of Nicaea was, was created and they gathered lots of bishops to basically bring some order around 
that new religion that was being created. And they created a hierarchy, defined the authority, defined the official date for Easter, chose the texts that were going to be in the Bible, and so on and so on. And this is the first religious council of, of Christianism. That is the, the base of a lot of the following years, the following centuries, and I would even say the base of our society today. And as I was writing, I realized that there are two very important personas that they belittled and that they left to the side, which are Mother Mary and Maria Magdalena. They, on purpose, chose not to talk too much about them because we have to understand that the Bible was created and all these rules were created with purpose and the purpose was to inform and to convert people into Christianism. It was a kind of propaganda, if you want. Yes, of course, it was also to transmit the beautiful messages that Jesus had, for sure. But it was also a way to establish their authority. And so it's interesting to see that Mother Mary and Maria Magdalena were just two women that were by Jesus' side, but that didn't have a huge place in the Bible or in history in general. What do we know about these two women? Well, we know that Mother Mary was a virgin mother and that Maria Magdalena was a whore, right? Do we know if they were amazing cooks? Do we know if they were healers? Do we know if they had gifts like Jesus? No, we just know that one was a virgin and the other one was a whore. How interesting is it that these two women, the only thing we know about them is related to their sexuality. And one of them, she has no sexuality, it's completely absent. And the other one, it's been made really dirty and really shameful. And that really made me think, because why were men so afraid of sexuality to the point that you had to make it either dirty or absent from the story of Jesus, and that they had to belittle these two women? Well, obviously, it's because sexuality leads to creating life, birthing life, which only women are capable of. And so all these men felt threatened by the power that these women actually had. Because Mother Mary and Maria Magdalena were actually huge influences on Jesus. And Maria Magdalena, she, she was a healer like Jesus. She was a psychic like Jesus. She was super connected to source like Jesus. She was his wife, his partner, you know, whether they had a family or not, some people say yes, some people say no. I'm not trying to do a Da Vinci Code biz here. <laughs> That's not really the point. I'm just wanting to point out how these two women have been pushed aside because men were so afraid of their creative birthing power. And that's why society today is still so afraid of talking about sexuality. I'm sure some people have been triggered just by seeing the title of this podcast. 
maybe I'm even going to be censored. Who knows? <laughs> But that just shows how it's deeply rooted in our habits, in our beliefs, that sex is something that you should do. In the corner, in the shadow, in the shade, nobody should see it. It's intimate and it's shameful. And if a woman is in her body, in her senses, in her sexuality, if a woman is sexual, we're gonna call her a whore, even among ourselves as women. You know, she's wearing a miniskirt, she's showing her boobs. Well, yeah, she's embodied, she's grounded, she loves her body. What's wrong with that? She's in her power. We have so much deconditioning to do around this. because. By being afraid of the power of another woman, we are actually rejecting our own power. We have that same unique power within ourselves. And that power is in our womb, because the womb creates life, creates babies, but it also creates projects and ideas, and it's your direct connection to source when you have an orgasm. What's actually happening is that your kundalini energy is going from your root chakra to your seventh chakra, if they're all aligned and clean, and you can have a kundalini awakening in an orgasm. You can have visions, you can receive messages, you can be very, very intuitive and connected to source in that moment. Sex is actually a sacred practice that gives you access to God. Source, the universe, whatever, how, however you want to call it. And it's because that sexuality, when it's practiced in a sacred way with someone that you deeply love and respect, and that together you reach the orgasm, you have access to God. That's why the church made it shameful. Because if every woman had access to her power through the orgasm that she would have, well, then the church wouldn't be able to control and to have so much authority on you, right? So they took our power away from us by making us believe that having pleasure, that being a sensual being, a sexual being, was dirty so that we wouldn't connect with our power, with God with our purpose. Because when you connect with your higher self, when you connect to these higher energies and you receive messages and your intuition is guiding your life, well, then you start building a purposeful life. You start building a soul-led life. That's why it's so important to talk about this in this podcast where I want to inspire you to have a soul-led life. It starts within your body, it starts within your womb, and it starts by healing your relationship to sex, amongst other things, but for sure. And I know not a lot of women have had orgasms, or it's not easy for us to reach that place, and it's something that you can build on, but there's so much trauma around it, like we have all had a certain kind of abuse whether it's small or not, sometimes we are even abusing ourselves by saying yes to a man or yes to our husbands when actually we mean no. 
And when we say yes, but we mean no, we break our own trust. We traumatize ourselves because we go in the experience with pain, with a lack of pleasure, a lack of fun. But it's actually supposed to be a moment of exchange where you meet each other in their power. You connect with your inner wisdom. And then you have access to source when you reach the orgasm, when you reach the peak. I'm sure that for those of you who have had amazing orgasms, you feel that power in yourself. It's limitless. It's huge. And the more you connect with that power, the more you align yourself. And the more you align yourself, the more your soul can come through. And the more your soul comes through, the more your purpose becomes an evidence. It's all in your womb. It's all in that sacred space of yours. It's just there inside of yourself. But we've been conditioned to think it was dirty and that it would be better to be a virgin before being married. But do you know what virgin actually means? It's pretty funny, I discovered that recently. When you look up the word virgin in Latin, in old Latin, so before Jesus was even born, a virgin, it meant a woman that's independent, that's in her power, that's her own lover. Isis, Hathor, and lots of goddesses were actually described as being virgins. And then Mother Mary came. And the church decided to change the definition of virgin into a pure, untouched woman. And made men believe that they had to marry virgins. Because then you would not have access to that power. And then once you're married and you could potentially access that power through sacred sexuality, well, then you're controlled by a man anyway, so it's okay. Don't you think it's crazy how much our power has been taken away from us for years, decades, and centuries? I am still blown away when I think about it. And at the same time, I'm very angry. I am very, very angry that some men decided they could take that from us just because they were afraid. And they thought it was okay for them to be born and to come from the womb of a woman and then to just take that power away from her and from all the other women in their community. It makes me really angry. And that's why it's time to change this. That's why I'm talking about this. That's why I'm definitely triggering people with this podcast or episode. And great if it's triggering some people because we need to stop this taboo. We need to break the silence for all our ancestors, all our grandmothers that had to keep their mouth shut and just be there to birth babies and do what their men were telling them to do. Our wombs are much more than just creators of babies. Our womb are our our power. And so, just to be clear here, I'm not telling you to go and have sex with everyone and every day. (laughs) And I'm not a sexual therapist. I'm just approaching this from a spiritual perspective. 
and sharing my view of history. And what am I, I am inviting you to do is to approach sex from that sacred place of I am going to have an experience with a man where we are going to love each other, to take the time to discover each other's bodies, to use touch and to receive. Because as a woman, when you are making love to someone, you are in a space of receiving. And it's very important to be able to receive. The masculine is the doer and the giver, the protector and the provider. The feminine, she's the receiver. She's reflective. And when she receives, she can be in her creative and intuitive power. So it's very important that in that moment of love and exchange, you stay in your receiving energy. And you allow yourself to feel. And that you feel safe, of course, to completely let go and to receive. So it's very important to practice sacred sexuality with someone that you know deeply loves and appreciates you. Whether it's a man or a woman, this counts for everyone. But there's two partners, let's say like that, and one has the role of the giver and the other has the goal of the receiver. And when you're a woman and you can be in that receiving energy, that's when you can have the intuitive hits that are going to connect you with your purpose, with your wisdom, with your power. And so what's the link then between sexuality, money and purpose? Well, like I said, when you go in that exchange with love and care and you recognize the sacredness of sex you can connect to your purpose through the intuitive hits that you're going to receive and you're connecting to your power but the link with money it's that receiving state because money is an energy as well money is actually a reflection of how much you love yourself the more you love yourself the more money you're going to receive. The more you allow yourself to receive, the more money is going to come to you. So if you can receive in the sexual act, you can receive that money energy as well in your life. Money comes from source and it's an unlimited resource. It comes through people, but it's actually source that's using people, like everything in life, to send you that money in abundance. And you are abundant. You're just blocking money coming to you the same way you are blocking to receive pleasure in your sexual exchange. Because you've been thought it was shameful and dirty. Like you've been thought that money was shameful and dirty as well. Same, same. So as women, in order to be connected to our power, to our wisdom, and to our purpose, we need to be able to receive first. And we can only receive love, money, pleasure, compliments from others 
if we give them to ourselves first, if we allow ourselves to receive from ourselves, as women, we are really good at giving, 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 taking care of others, being nurturing, etc. But how much do we give ourselves? How much time per day do you take for yourself to read a nice book, to have a nice bath? I know it's hard when you have a business and kids and friends and everything, but how much do you give yourself? How much love and care do you give yourself? How often do you buy yourself a little present or even practice self-touch? It's all the same. It's all about receiving. The more you're going to give yourself time, love and care, the more you'll be able to receive it from others. People very often use that simple example of how good are you at receiving compliments? Are you feeling shameful when people compliment you? Are you deflecting it? I remember a few weeks ago, I, I still catch myself, you know, I'm not the best. I'm teaching things, but I'm still learning. <laughs> and I remember this friend told me, oh, I really like your necklaces. And instead of saying thank you, I just said, oh, well, I'm wearing three of them. Like, you know, I was just taking the attention away from me to my necklaces simply instead of just saying thank you. And so if I'm not able to receive a compliment, it's like saying to the universe, oh, well, I don't really care about that thing you're there to give me. If I'm not able to receive a compliment, how will I be able to receive more money, more pleasure, and more intuitive guidance to align my life to my purpose? So I would invite you to start practicing receiving compliments from yourself. Gifts from yourself, love from yourself, whatever that shape or form love comes into. Whether it's buying something new, having pleasure when you're eating something, or touching yourself, connecting with your sacred sexuality, with your womb. I mean, I did not care about my womb at all. I had to get pregnant to understand that my womb was really this amazing sacred space that was connecting me to God directly. Because a miracle is growing inside of me every single day and I have nothing to do. And one day it's going to be in my arms and I'm going to be blown away by what I have created or by what came through me. Because everything comes through us. We are channels of life. That's why our purpose, very often we think about our purpose about what do I have to do? But your purpose actually has nothing to do with you. Your purpose is what you have to bring to others. Your purpose has to do with serving others. And how you can put your gifts, yes, so that's you, But your gifts are there to serve others, how they can be in service to others, to help them as well. Because we all need each other. And so we are channels of life, but we need to open ourselves to receiving the intuitive hits, the guidance for our purpose, the money and the pleasure. 
so that we can become and be that person we came here to be. And so that we can have that abundance, so that we can be in our power and have fun. Life is supposed to be fun. Life is supposed to be pleasurable. You know, there's a reason why orgasm is so pleasurable. There's no coincidence here. So let's go and find that pleasure in the food, in touching the, the hand of your lover, in making love, in working with someone. Follow the path of joy. Joy is your guidance. Joy is your power. Joy is key to reconnecting with your power. Joy is the message from your soul telling you, yes, this is the way, my darling. Go there. Do that more. Joy is the direct hit from your intuition. But we have forgotten to be joyful. And that joy has been taken away from us in the past months. I know it's been hard. We've all been stuck inside. All our plans changed. Because again, our power has been taken away from us. We need to reconnect with our power. We need to reconnect with that sovereignty that we have inside. And it starts within ourselves. If we are powerful and we connect with our power and we feel our power, we're naturally going to take it back and become that sovereign being that we are. Whatever the... People, the governments, the colleagues, the boss, whatever people say in general, <laughs> you're just going to be in your sovereignty. You won't care about anything else because you'll know your power. So that's really what I wanted to share with you today. And we could keep talking about this and in, in for hours. As you can see, I just talked for 30 minutes nonstop without, without script, without notes. It just came from my heart because I believe that this is so important for us women to reconnect with the sacred aspect of sexuality, to let go of the conditioning that it's dirty and to learn to receive. Be a receiver, my darling. Everything is going to come through you and for you. Life is there for you. Open your arms and receive it. Stop giving so much. Everyone, everything wants to come to you. Just open yourself to receive it. Thank you so much for inviting me in your private space once again today. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I hope it touched your heart. And I hope you will open yourself to receiving. As always, feel free to share it with your friends on social media by leaving reviews on Apple Podcasts. The more women reconnect with their power, the more women go into their sacred sexuality, the more tomorrow is going to be a better place. I love you so much and I'll see you in the next episode.